0: Then to continue with you surely, the three fundamental principles of the al al-Islam Muhammad ibn the with the explanation of Sheikh Salih Al Khazan, Then we are on the third of the three fundamental principles, with regard to knowledge about our Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So last time, just to remember some, quickly some of the points that we had, then we had that Allah's Messenger was born in Makkah, in the city of Makkah. And he was breastfed amongst the tribe of Banu Sa'ad. In those days, they used to when he was a baby, they used to send him out to the desert, to the tribes in the desert, so he could, could, could uh, enjoy the uh, fresh air and fresh food and so on and so forth, fresh milk and so on and so forth. So he was breastfed amongst the Banu Sa'ad. And we heard, as I mentioned, that his father, Abdullah, he died before the birth of the Prophet وسلم, Whilst he was still in his mother's room, his father died. And that his mother died whilst he was still young. So he was looked after, by an Aiman, al A slave girl who was owned by his father, so with the death of his father, he She was was older than him But he inherited her So she looked after him And as for his guardianship Then he was taken under under the guardianship Of his grandfather Abdul Muttalib Then when he died He he came under the guardianship Of his uncle, Abdul Talib Sheikh Bazan mentioned That in his early life even before Prophethood Allah's Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi He avoided the worship of idols He avoided what the people of ignorance were upon And the country to many of them He was known for virtuous qualities Trustworthiness, truthfulness Generosity and, and so on and so forth And as we said An avoidance of idols And that he used to go To the cave of Hira To worship for a number of days at a time Upon the way of Ibrahim alayhis salam On the worship of Allah alone And at the age of 40 Jibreel alayhis salam came to him In the cave of Hira So therefore the prophethood began And just a small side point and correction here That I mentioned in the translation when Shaykh al mentioned that Jibreel he took hold of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam first of all, he said to him iqra, recite so he responded I'm not a reciter so Jibreel وسلم, pressed him very tightly then released him and said for a second time iqra I'm not a reciter so he pressed him strongly and released him and Shaykh al mentions on the third time he just said to him iqra so when he said I'm not a reciter he said he told him the ayahs from surah so, Iqra, 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 he told them what to recite. So, Shaykh of Azan only mentions the pressing twice. So, just a correction of that, but well, that's what occurs in the, in the uh, explanation of Shaykh of Azan. Even though the three, there are three pressings mentioned in the hadith, reported by Al Bukhari and Muslim, but just for you know, accuracy, and Shaykh of Azan mentioned the two pressings there. Then, And his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Went back, when this happened He went back in a state of fear To his wife Khadija And she believed in him And she consoled him And she took him to her cousin Waraka ibn Nawfal A man Who devoted himself To the study of the previous books And to a life of keeping away from A life of worship and he confirmed, he heard what had happened, and he confirmed that this was the spirit who used to come to Musa, It was Jibreel. Someone who used to come to Musa before. <coughs> and we had uh, this, so with this ayah coming down, إِقْرَةٌ بِسْمِي رَبِّكَ النَّبِي خَلَقْ This first ayah is from Surah اقرأ, That the Prophet was made a prophet, A Abi. Then that he became a messenger, a Rasul. With the sending down of the Surah Al-Muddathir So he called, in he called his people to Tawheed and warned against Shirk And he bore a great deal of harm from the people of Shirk Himself and those who believed in, in him and his followers And then after ten years of this call, ten years of prophethood He mentioned, which will come in more detail today, insha'Allah, the night journey al-Isra to the night journey he was taken on the night journey by Jibreel to Jerusalem and then up through the heavens on the Mi'raj and that on that occasion the five daily prayers were made obligatory then he remained in Mecca for three more years until Quraysh their harm became so severe that they plotted to actually kill him so then Allah the Most High permitted and commanded him to make hijrah migration to al-Madina which he did and then he spent ten years in Medina, also calling to dhikr, warning against shirk, and his soul sallallahu alaihi was taken in death at the age of sixty-three. So his prophethood and messengership was for a period of twenty-three years, from the age of forty to the age of sixty-three. So Sheikh Bazan made the point: this is astonishing, how in that short period of time. How he was granted establishment upon the earth, how his call was blessed, so the, the call spread throughout the Arabian Peninsula. And the call, the call to Tawheed and the warning against Shirk. And the sheikh made the important point that this is that this was the call of the Messenger, sallam, for ten years in Mecca, calling to nothing except Tawheed, and warning against just Shirk. For ten whole years in Mecca. And then the prayer was made obligatory, that was added, and then the further duties were added in Medina, but still the basic core message remained, a call to and a warning against Shirk right to the end of his life, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So whoever wishes to be upon his way with regard to calling, then it's essential that that is the foundation of his call. And any call the Shaykh mentioned that is not based upon that basis, a call to Tawheed and a warning against Shirk, it will not be upon the manhaj. it will not be upon the methodology of his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he mentioned the importance, finished by mentioning the importance of Tawheed, the crucial importance of Tawheed, that even if a person were to do all the righteous deeds that he could think of, and to leave off all evils that he could think of, where he was without Tawheed, he was not upon Tawheed, he had some shirk, then it would not benefit him and there would be no point in his deeds at all. Whereas the opposite case, if a person were, were to be upon Tawheed, the worship of Allah alone, and he had, he had with that some major sins even major sins which are less than shirk then eventually he will go into paradise either Allah will forgive him and he will go straight into paradise or Allah will punish him in accordance with the level of his sins that he committed and then he will enter into paradise so I'm stressing the crucial importance of Tawheed which was the call of Allah's messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam. then there comes a small heading On page two hundred and fifty three of the Lebanese print, page one hundred and ninety-seven of the Egyptian print. The time period of the call in Makkah. Before we carry on with the text, then there's a there's a chunk of the text, a small chunk of the text missed out. The last thing that we had was the ayas one to ayah seven of Sultan Mudafir. يا أيها المدثر قم فانذر وربك تكبر وفي يابك تطحر ورج زفاه جر ولا تمن تستقر والرب بك And In the original text, Sheikhul Islam he adds explanation for each of these terms. So he says, so we'll just read what he said, which is missing in this edition. وما أن قم فانذر ينذر عن الشرك ويدع إلى التوحيد وربك تكبر أي bid بالتوحيد وثيابك tahir, أي tahir أعمالك من الشرك والرجز shirk, الرجز Rujza Tahajir A Riju A Ruj Al-Asnam. So Shaykh Islam said in explanation of these ayahs, and meaning of with the explanation, arise and warn. His meaning is? <laughs> that he should warn against shirk and call to tawheed. <laughs> Wa Rabbaka With the explanation, and your Lord, and venerate your Lord. He said, meaning, venerate him with tawheed. Wa Literally, what would, you know, you know, you would be said? And explained us and purify your garments your fiyar. he said meaning purify your deeds from shirk وَرُجْزَ فهجر. and shun ar-rujz rujz he said he means the idols and shunning them means abandoning them and their people and freeing and dissociating oneself from them and from their people then comes the section the time period of the call in Makkah. He said, Shaykh Al-Islam said, Alhamdulillah, أَخَذَ أَلَى هَذَا عَشْرَ سَمِينَ يَدْءُوا إِلَى He carried this out for 10 years, calling to Tawheed. Shaykh al said in explanation, "He saying, أَخَذَ أَلَى hada عَشْرَ سَمِينَ yadu إِلَى تَوْحِيدٍ carried this out for 10 years calling to Tawheed it had meaning he called the people to Tawheed and warned against Shirk for 10 years in Mecca he was calling to Tawheed and forbidding Shirk because they used to direct worship to the idols and the wisdom in Allah sending him as a prophet in in Mecca was that Makkah? Makkah is ummal Qura the source for all the cities. Literally, the source for all the cities. Said the mother of all the cities. What was the wisdom in sending him to that city in particular for this purpose? Said because because Makkah is ummal kura, source for all the rest of the cities, foundational, mother of the, all the cities. He said that to which all the cities relate back to. And Allah, the Mighty, or Allah, the Majestic and Most High, says, "وَمَا كَانَ مُهْلِكَ الْقُرَى حَتَّى يَبْعَثَ وَمَا كَانَ مُهْلِكَ الْقُرَى حَتَّى يَبْعَثَ في like The Ayah 59 from Surah Qasas, the 28th surah, with the explanation. And your Lord would not destroy the townships until he sent the source one, the original one, the foundation of the cities, a messenger. Sheikh Bazan explains this word, um, he said, it is the marjir, the source to which something relates back to, and the foundation which it relates back to. This is al-um. Saying, He, the Most High, "Hunna ummul kitab." He gives a further ayah that he uses this word "umm." What's the word that coming, coming, is commonly used for a mother in Arabic? "Umm," because she's the source of what, where, you, where you came from, your mother. So he said, he gives another ayah, "Hunna ummul kitab." So Imran, the third surah, ayah seven, with the explanation, "They are the foundation of the book." Shaykh Fazan said. The foundation Of the source The fundamental To which the ayahs Whose meaning is unclear Are referred back to in The ayahs which are محكم, Which are clear in meaning Then They are the ones Which are described as kitab, Foundation of the book Which I've said meaning The ones to which the other ayahs Which may be some other ayahs Which may be unclear Are referred back to He said, likewise Mecca has been honored by Allah in that it is the original place to which the whole of the people of the earth resort back to. And the Muslims in the different regions of the earth return to Mecca, turn back to Mecca. So it is Ummul Qura, source of all the cities. With the meaning that it is the place of return Therefore Allah sent his Prophet Muhammad وسلم, Allah sent his Prophet In Makkah Because it is al-Qura, The mother of the cities Foundation of all the cities And he remained in it for 13 years Forbidding the people of Shirk The people of Makkah from Shirk And commanding them with Tawheed because the people of Mecca they are the example for others besides them. And therefore it is binding that Mecca should remain until the establishment of the hour as an abode of Tawheed. And as a lighthouse or a beacon for the call to Allah. And that everything which conflicts with that must be kept away from it. So shirk and innovations and false superstitions must be kept away from it. Because the people always look towards it. People always look towards Makkah and say, look, this has been done in Makkah. It can't, you know. can't be anything wrong with it. This is what happens in Makkah. So, so for this reason. He said, what is done in it propagated around the world so if what is done in it is good then good will spread about and if the opposite is the case then evil will spread so therefore it is obligatory that it be kept pure that Makkah be kept pure always and therefore he the majestic and most high said فَأَهِدْنَا إِلَى إِبْرَاهِيمُ وَإِسْمَائِيلَ أَنْ تَحْهِيرَ بَيْتِيَ لِلْطَائِفِينَ وَالْعَاكِفِينَ وَالرُكَّى الْسُجُودَ Surah Al-Baqarah, the second surah, I-125, with the explanation, and we enjoined Ibrahim and Ismail that they should purify my house for those people who make tawaf and for the ones who stay there for worship. for those who prostrate or for those who bow and prostrate Shef said so it is obligatory that Makkah should be purified from everything which conflicts with Islam so that the religion can emanate from it and the call to the east and western parts of the earth because Allah sent his prophet in it and he began his call from it the Prophet remained in Mecca for 13 years from them were 10 years when he called the Tahrid and forbade shirk meaning only that and he was, com- he was not commanded with anything other than that I mean in those 10 years he was not commanded with any of the commands he was not commanded with the prayer nor with zakat, nor with fasting nor with hajj rather his call was restricted to warning against shirk and to commanding tawheed he was saying to them "Qul la إِنَّ اللَّهَ Say, has a right to be worshipped except Allah you will be successful and they were saying أَجَعْلًا آلِهَةَ إِلَهَا مُوحِدًا إِنَّ هَذَا لَشَيْءٍ أُجَابٌ Surah Sa'ad, the 38th Surah, ayah five. The explanation that they responded, does he make all the objects objects of worship, a single object of worship, that we are to worship only one? Indeed, this is something very strange.